You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Julia Hartley Brewer Coronavirus Update. If you're in lockdown, just like me, don't worry. I've put together some of the best bits from my talk radio breakfast show into this daily podcast, so you won't miss any of the day's biggest coronavirus updates. Enjoy and stay safe. Online, on DAB and on the talk radio app. Talk Radio. Joined by the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Very well indeed. Uh, let's talk about this uh, test and trace or track and trace system that you've launched uh, for England. Test and trace, it's starting, yeah. yeah. T- test yeah. Trace. It's yeah. starting today. Um, can I download the app now? I've been trying to download it, but I can't find it. Uh, we're starting with the human contact tracers. So the important thing about NHS test and trace is, firstly, if you have symptoms, it's very important that you immediately isolate and you go and get a test, which you can get online or by phoning 119. And then if an NHS test and trace uh, expert uh, expert phones you up and says that you have been in close contact with somebody who's tested positive for coronavirus, then it is very important that you follow their instructions, which will be to isolate for up to 14 days. And by doing this, and you know, I appreciate this is a big ask on lots of people, but by doing this, it means that we'll be able more quickly to lift the other lockdown, the sort of blanket lockdown measures, so we have a more targeted approach, more targeted yes. approach in the future. But, but was this was this not supposed to be reliant? Also, we understand the the human aspect of this, but you've been talking for months now about this uh, this this app and how vital this app was. And Boris Johnson talking about this, you know, this world beating uh, app uh, that was going to be part of this. You've been trialing it out on the Isle of Wight. How does it work without yeah. the app? Oh, it's it's very straightforward. Uh, what happens is that if you test positive for everybody who tested everybody who tested positive yesterday, around 2000 people, they receive uh, they get contacted by the NHS and an NHS clinician not only checks that they're OK, but also uh, goes through all the people who they have been in contact with uh, and gets their contact details. That, so it's about tracing the, the virus and how the virus might have infected other people. Now, when the when this system is embedded nationally, then we'll then we'll roll out the app nationally. As you say, it's working on the Isle of Wight. There isn't a problem with it. It's just that it's better to do it in this order. And the app will be able to tell you who you've been near, but you may not know who they are or how to get in contact with them. So say you sat near somebody on public transport um, and that way 
you complement the people who you know you've been in contact with, with the people who the technology tells you you've been in contact with. But one of the learnings we had from the learnings we had from the pilot, because we've been testing this in the Isle of Wight, and one of the learnings we had is it's best to introduce this, you know, a big new ask of the public, which is isolate, even if you're healthy, if you're contacted by the NHS uh, on this, uh, and then introduce the technology later. So it'll be coming in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Um, now, you know, I've got to ask you this because uh, it's it's on the front page of virtually of all the papers. People saying, how on earth can you ask us to do our civic duty, to do the right thing for others, uh, staying at home, uh, even if we don't have any symptoms and do the right thing when Dominic Cummings is being defended by yourself, by the prime minister as his chief advisor, despite the fact he didn't do the, his civic duty during lockdown. He, he did what was best for his family, he claims. Um, do you not think your civic duty, your health message is being undermined still by uh, Dominic Cummings remaining in government? No, I think the vast majority of people majority of people will uh, do as instructed by the NHS under this new test and trace system. And I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, we could have brought it in on a mandatory basis. We've chosen to bring it in uh, without that legal uh, mandation because all of our research in advance of launching it uh, is that the vast majority of people will will do uh, as they're instructed by the NHS in the same way that if your doctor called you and said you really need said you really need to stay at home for two weeks then that's what people do and so that is a, I think that's a better way of doing it uh, and I think the vast majority of people will uh, follow these uh, these 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 new instructions from the NHS. And what about the concern that actually, you know, we, we've got the, the big boost in the antigen testing. Have you got the virus now testing? We're still yeah. waiting for those antibody tests. Love yeah. to know when those antibody tests are going to be made available to everyone. But but crucially, some people, some people are getting the results very quickly. Some people are waiting up to five days. GPs are still telling us for their results. There's really no point having this testing and tracing if people aren't getting their test results back, certainly within 24 hours. Um, how can much can you, how soon can you guarantee that it will be automatic that people will get their test results within 24 hours? Yes, well, 84% of people now get their test results back from those drive-through centres within 24 hours. Uh, and and 95% of tests and of tests get back within 48 hours. Um, and uh, those are the sorts of speeds uh, that work for uh, the purpose of contact tracing. Uh, of course, I want to get all the tests back from those drive-through centres within 24 hours. That's the goal that the Prime Minister set me yesterday and um, the team are working on it. We've brought those times down quite sharply over the past few weeks. But this is a mammoth effort. The testing is a critical part of it. You know, and we've built up that testing capacity over the last couple of months. And then the tracing, uh, and then when that's bedded in, we'll then bring in the uh, the technology, the app on top of it. So it, it, it all fits as part of a system. Uh, and you're quite right that that speed of turnaround of the test is incredibly important. Um, and, and in terms of uh, moving forward on this, uh, we've got a three-week review of the lockdown today, uh, every three weeks. There's a lot of talk, a lot of hopeful headlines today yes. about pubs and restaurants reopening sooner rather than later. At one point, we were talking about the 4th of July as a first possibility of, of them opening. And then there's talk about actually it may well be well into the autumn. Um, if we did have a review of also this one meter, sorry, two meter rule down to one meter, could allow a lot of pubs and restaurants to reopen, particularly their beer gardens and the like. How likely is that? Should we be getting our hopes up? Well, one of the things that we've learned about this virus is that it, is that it transmits far less 
outdoors rather than indoors. So the risk is not zero outdoors. It, uh, it, it's important to keep that uh, two meters. Um, but the uh, but the risk is much lower than indoors. And that does mean that we can relax some of the restrictions outdoors faster than we can uh, indoors. That's one of the things that the science has taught us. Now, that science we keep constantly under review. And the scientific advisors are uh, looking at the, uh, looking at the two meter rule. Um, and obviously, when they uh, make a scientific pronouncement, then we uh, consider that. Um, but you know, the thing about the two meter rule is that the closer you are, the more the more the risk of transmission. Okay. And we can't get away from that. That's just part of the science. OK, I know you've got to go. One final question. The person who started the whole clap for carers every Thursday night, Anne-Marie Plasser, said it's time for it to end after its 10th week tonight. Make it annual end clap for carers from tonight. Would you agree? Well, uh, let's see. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's been totally wonderful to show uh, just how much the nation supports um, uh, our carers in the NHS, it's social care right across the board. I think it's been absolutely wonderful. And there have been some really positive things from this crisis. Many, many negative ones too, but some positive things. And that's been one of them. I, I, I really, really, I really, really appreciate the fact that it's, uh, you know, it went viral at first and we all participate. Uh, and um, I, I'll certainly be out there tonight uh, enthusiastically uh, clapping away and thanking everybody in the NHS and in social care. Across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker. Talk Radio. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 
the secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. On DAB and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. The government launching their test and trace system in England, it must be stressed, uh, uh, this this is happening today. It's being launched, though, without the app. It's being launched at the end of May. It was supposed to be in the at the beginning of May. Are you confident that this is going to be the world-beating uh, test and trace system that we were promised? Well, we don't need a world-beating one. We just need one that's robust and reliable. I mean, we. I hope it works. I've been calling for a testing and tracing system for weeks now. Of course, we used to be doing tracing up until about mid-March. The government then stopped it. I think that was a mistake because we know a lot of the countries who have been more successful than us, Germany, South Korea, for example, much lower, example, much lower death rates in those countries were doing tracing. But for it to work, I think we need quick turnaround in test results. We know this virus spreads with speed, so we need to be speedy in response. So let's get those test results back within 24 hours. We're calling for that 24-hour guarantee. Let's make sure that people who are asked to isolate are given the support to do so, whether that's through sick pay. Perhaps even thinking about facilities. Other countries have offered other countries have offered uh, hotel rooms in, in for, for certain people who are not able to isolate because of their personal circumstances. And finally, we all need to cooperate with this. But I'm afraid to say that Matt Hancock, Boris Johnson, Sticking by Dominic Cummings undermines that stay-at-home message, doesn't it? So I hope people, I hope people, uh, even though it's frustrating that it's one rule for Mr. Cummings and another for the rest of us, do cooperate with this, cooperate with this because it's in all our interests that this works. It is in all of our interests, and, and we were told yesterday that it would be voluntary, but it would be mandatory if it did become the case. I mean, under the emergency legislation, if you do actually believe you have the virus, you are actually, you, know, you can be legally required uh, to isolate. Um, I understand the argument about Dominic Cummings and this undermining things, but realistically, people are going to say, and I've heard people say it, I've said it myself, well, if the rules don't apply to all of us, why should I obey the rules and not Dominic Cummings? And I, and I have a lot of sympathy for, for people on that. But realistically, at the point when you've been, you, know, you get a call saying, "Hi, you know, if I get a, you know, I get a call, you get a call." Hi, Jonathan. Um, it looks like you've come into contact with uh, with Jane, and Jane has tested positive. Uh, we're going to need you to self isolate until you can have a test and find out you're safe. I mean, you would be pretty stupid not to uh, uh, obey that uh, request, wouldn't you? Well, I think the issue is that many people will be asked to isolate who are not ill, they have no symptoms, and they'll be at home for two weeks, and they won't necessarily. Uh, feel that they've got the virus and they'll be thinking, you know, am I really going to stay there for two weeks? It's, you know, it's my mum's 90th birthday barbecue next week. And I, do I really have to miss it? And that it's why in which it's why in which we all have to be emphasising that I'm afraid, yes, you have to stay at home. And anything that undermines that, it, it, it just gets in the way. So it's, I do think it's irresponsible that the ministers have stood by Mr Cummings. But nonetheless, I want this system to work because it has to work. And I'm trying, and I will help ministers get the message across uh, that everybody, if they get that call from somebody, you do need to stay at home. Do need to stay at home because that's the way in which we can ease out of this lockdown.
And and are you confident also that people are going to be able to get tested quickly? I mean, we know that the countries that, for instance, have brought back schools uh, have been able to do so by having a, a, you know a, a up and up and running testing and tracing system. This was supposed to be up and running, uh, you know, some uh, some two weeks ago ahead of schools uh, beginning to go back from the first of June. That's next week. Um, but but if people are taking quite, I mean, it's not not always, but it's certainly not unusual for people to get wait five days for the results of their test. Um, test and trace doesn't work if you're not getting the results in the next. 24 hours at the minimum surely i mean you've absolutely hit the nail on the head it's ludicrous if people have to wait days and days and days for a test result that's why we've said let's have a 24-hour guarantee that's the international gold standard uh, and that's what we need to aim for on this that people get on this that people get those results turned around within 24 hours because people really need to know that uh, their covid status because and that in turn knocks on to all the people who get uh, uh, followed up. So uh, I hope we can get to that point. It's supposed to be 48 hours at the moment, but we know there's lots of people wait beyond that. Wait days, healthcare staff, care, uh, care home staff are waiting days and days and days for test results. We've really got to, we've really got to improve this. It's not good enough at the moment. Um, can I also ask you about Emily Maitlis? Uh, she was on Newsnight the other night, uh, which she, she's now the BBC has said breached in BBC impartiality rules. She's now uh, playing something of the. I mean, I like the woman, but there's a certain martyrdom aspect to this that she wasn't on the show last night. Um, uh, did she breach impartiality rules? And uh, should she be? I mean, no one's asking. I certainly wouldn't want her to be sacked for it. But is it time for the BBC to pull their socks up when it comes to uh, actually obeying their own charter and not putting party political broadcasts effectively? Uh, into uh, what their presenters have to say. I've got to be really honest, I've not seen the clip. I didn't see Newsnight that night and I've not seen the clip. I know it's been around Twitter, but I've not actually watched it. Uh, I think she's a very, very good presenter of Newsnight. I think she's an excellent interviewer. She always, whenever I've been interviewed by her, I always find her questions really, questions really uh, awkward and difficult, as indeed your questions are as well. Uh, quite <laughs> rightly so. You're supposed to... <laughs> no, I'm not complaining about it. Uh, even, even though that uh, uh, people think People think us politicians don't like tough questions. It's quite right that you ask us tough questions, but uh, yeah. I think she. I've not seen the. I think she needs to be uh, back on Newsnight because I think she's a very good. Uh, okay, but should she be? Should no, no, no. Regardless of look, I could play the clip, but it's too long, and we're short of time. Should any presenter be on the BBC yeah, yeah. who breaches the BBC Charter rules, which explicitly state you may not give your personal political opinions, which she blatantly did. Take my word for it, she did. Take the BBC's word for it. They say she breached BBC impartiality rules. Well, if the BBC think that, then obviously they they need to uh, look into it properly. Uh, but I've not seen uh, but I've not seen the clip, so I don't know the content. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you're wrong. I know you're uh, I know you're often right, Julia. But um, uh, <laughs> oh, BBC, always, Jonathan, <laughs> always. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean, uh, uh, I know she's a very good. Uh, presents. I've always found her impartial. Uh, and I was, whenever I've watched Newsnight and she's presented, I've always thought she's impartial. And I hope she can be back on Newsnight soon. Isn't it funny how people often seem to think people are impartial when they agree with them? But there we are. Jonathan Ashworth, uh, Shadow Health Secretary, thank you very much. Online, on DAB, and on the Talk Radio app. Talk Radio. All right, let's talk to Dr. David Nabarro now. He's Special Envoy on COVID-19 to the World Health Organization. He also served as a Special Advisor to the UN's General Secretary and ran the UN's response to Ebola. Good morning to you, David. 
Good morning, Julia. Hello. Good morning. Um, nice I'm lovely to speak to you, sir. Um, now, we've got this launch of the test yeah. and trace system in England. It was supposed to have been done a, a, a few weeks ago. Um, uh, it's got to be in place by the 1st of June with hoping some junior schools and uh, primary schools are going to be coming back uh, to next to next Monday. Um, do you think a test and trace system in this country can work based on a, on a voluntary basis rather than a mandatory basis? And when people can't necessarily get a test on the day they're told to get a test? Well, I'm absolutely certain that this will work. Uh, it's also the only way in which life can return to the new normal uh, uh, quickly because you've got to be able to keep this virus at bay and the best way to do that is through test and trace. Just to everybody, I'm going to say it'll take some time, some time to get through the teething and get the system started. But when it's going, it will be life going towards a much more normal situation than ever before. It's great that it's happening. Um, is I mean, a lot of people are saying we, we should have been doing this throughout. We know that mid-March it was abandoned. The, the reason given at the time was that there was simply no point, that there was that the, the virus was around the entire country already. It was in various different places, although we had the yeah. epicentre in London. And therefore, there was no point tracking or tracing because there were, there were too many people. We've since been told we just didn't have the capacity, the lab, laboratory testing capacity at the time. Was it a mistake in retrospect or does it really make no difference? Well, what I want to say now is that when you're trying to bring an outbreak curve down, you're moving towards getting smaller numbers of people with disease. The way you keep the way you keep the, the level down is through this uh, finding people with the disease and getting them to isolate themselves. Uh, I don't really want to talk about whether it should have happened at a different time. What I want to say is this is absolutely the right path. And also, I'm totally convinced that British people will get used to it and and manage it and do it well it's not um, going to be a, a tremendous a, a tremendous um, a tremendous um, a challenge for everybody yeah Yes, indeed. It's interesting, actually. We have actually got a very good record in this country of, uh, of you know, obeying yeah. the rules, the lockdown rules. We, we focus on the, the few idiots in the park having a barbecue and the police getting involved. But actually, the vast mm. majority of people have done the right thing and have acted with common sense because they know it's the right thing for the, the country, their community, their neighbours, their family and themselves. Yeah, it's not really uh, sort of the, the kind of news that people want to put out on the radio and so on. But if we look at what Britain has done during this whole whole episode, people have been remarkably responsible and continue to be so. And so we'll just we'll come together and actually get on top of this virus. It won't keep knocking us back. Uh, and over time, everybody will get used to the, the reality that, yes, if you've got the symptoms of COVID, you have to isolate, but you have to isolate uh, and you have to make sure that those you've been in contact with during the recent past isolated as well. But that's doable. And I think Britain will do really well. OK, um, of course, it does involve people who haven't got any symptoms having to isolate as well. But um, um, what about this uh, two metre rule? The prime minister said that he'd asked Sage already to review this two metre social distancing rule. Some countries got two metres, some one and a half or six feet, some uh, one metre. Um, is there any reason for us to maintain that two metre social distancing rule when other countries are coming out of lockdown and have only got the one metre rule? So uh, the Two metres means you're very unlikely to get an infection if somebody coughs in front of you uh, who's infected. One metre, the likelihood goes up. It doesn't go up very much, but yes, there is a significant increase in the likelihood. So what the Prime Minister will be doing is trying to balance the risk, balance the risk. If we uh, say we won't stick with the two metre rule so that, for example, there can be more people in a restaurant, uh, will that actually lead to a very much greater risk of people getting the disease? 
than if we stick with the two-metre rule. It's a reasonable, I think, question to ask. Uh, within the World Health Organization, there are, there are different points of view, depending really on how much risk people are prepared to tolerate. There's no hard and fast line saying you have to be, you have to be two metres, you have to be one metre. So but could you foresee a situation where people were told, right, we've got a one metre rule in um, this workplace or a one metre rule in this, this, this pub or this restaurant, whether it's outdoors or indoors, and, and you know, that is the risk. And, and this is the information you're given. And you, you, you enter at your own risk on that basis, that the risk will be, will be greater to you because it's not two metres. Could, could that be a tenable situation? Or do you have to sort of stick to, as a general rule, in terms of health guidance, one metre or two metres, and it's, it's one or the other across the whole country? I think it's easier for people if there is a hard and fast rule, really, uh, and they are not left to have to work everything out. The thing I really am most concerned about on this is not so much the customers in a, in a restaurant or a pub. I'm worried about the people who work there, who actually have much more contact with different people all the yeah. time, uh, all the time, uh, all the people who are, who are driving public transport, like buses and so on. I, I'm concerned about the occupational exposure of people who are often quite poor in jobs which have them really encountering many, many people. Um, and just finally, let's sort of talk about quarantine. Uh, 78 tourism yeah. chiefs, uh, head of uh, major travel companies or uh, 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 hotel chains, have called for the government to halt this plan for quarantine to start uh, early next uh, month. 14-day uh, quarantine for anyone who comes into the country. They're saying, look, it's going to basically kill off uh, British tourism for this year uh, yeah. and also make it very difficult for Brits to travel abroad as well to countries who are not otherwise imposing quarantine on us. Um, is it is it necessary to have quarantine if we do have testing before people get on planes people wear masks uh, and we you know we have temperature checks and the like is it is it actually necessary would it make any difference to us in, in our safety in this country if we do have the quarantine or not well if we're trying to keep britain uh, more and more free of covid uh, it's going to be necessary to pay attention to people who are coming into the country because they might have the virus without having symptoms and that's why there are talk about these 14 day uh, quarantine moments uh, i personally think that this will be worked through because in the end in the end the, the travel between countries that have got similar policies for dealing with covid will be easier than travel between countries that have got very different policies and i'm sure that this will be worked through in the coming in the coming weeks and we will find ways to be able to travel uh, perhaps with less inconvenience let's wait and see on that one online on dab and on the talk radio app talk radio Thanks for listening to today's Julia Hartley Brewer coronavirus update. Please don't forget to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. And you can catch me live on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 till 10. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.